Welcome to the Tearsheet Podcast. I'm Zach Miller. Today's program is going to be a little bit different than our usual format. Today we're awarding Tearsheet's 2020 Best Innovation Program Award. And if you've been following our coverage, you'll know that most large financial institutions have some type of innovation program. Frequently includes an in-house accelerator, a startup engagement initiative, and frequently it even includes a corporate investment arm. And this is not just relegated to large financial institutions either. Smaller banks and smaller community financial institutions starting to get into the game as well. So we went out into the market and we tried to identify the best innovation programs on four criteria, creativity, innovative thinking, customer value, and results. And I'm proud to say that this year's winner is MasterCard's Start Path program. Here to accept the award on MasterCard's behalf is Amy Neal. So, hi, my name is Amy Neal, and I am the Vice President for the StartPath program here at MasterCard. Um, StartPath is MasterCard's global startup engagement initiative that enables us to work with the best scaling startups from around the globe. And so, you know, you guys are, are the inaugural winners of, of our Best Innovation Program Award. Um, can we start by how um, MasterCard and StartPath um, define innovation? Um, yeah, so we're absolutely delighted to be the inaugural winners of the award. And of course, innovation is something that the StartPath team thinks about every day. It's probably no surprise that the home for StartPath is part of MasterCard Labs, which is very much focused on all of MasterCard's innovation um, activities. And really, you know, when I think about innovation, it's actually been something that's been part of my career um, all through my journey from technology right through to the startup engagement work that I do every day. And when I think about innovation, for me, it's very much um, a, a, a about defining a creative process. So whether that creativity is happening within a, within a technology environment or whether it's in one of the more traditional creative industries, I think it's very much about process. We like to think about the importance of creating process around three important constituencies when you're thinking about innovation, when you're thinking about turning a solid idea or an invention or a new technology into something that's actually going to reach into people's hands. Um, we define innovation as being uh, needing three aspects. The first is around desirability. So an innovation has to be something that an end user ultimately desires. And in that term, I, I always think that lots of things to do with design thinking and customer experiences and, and, and all of that great stuff is really tied up with that desirability piece. The second part of the creative process of innovation for me is around feasibility. So does the technology do what we want it to do, but perhaps more importantly, will it ultimately do that at scale? And so when we're thinking about innovation, what are the early um, elements that we need to put in place to test the ultimate um, scalability? And then the third piece, um, of innovation for me is all about viability. So how do we test that something will actually not only scale from a technological point of view, but is there a business case that we can place around it? Once we know that somebody desires it, once we know that it will work, can we actually introduce it as a product that will ultimately make money and has its own, own business case? So that's, that's how I think about innovation. Uh, it's tied very closely with creativity. I often think about when I started my career, which was actually in the university sector, and, um, which, which is one of the most sort of innovative sectors that you can be in, and then also one of the most bureaucratic as well. And we had a particular vice president of innovation. And we used to always talk about that individual as being the person that put the no in innovation. <laughs> that's um, something the of no a joke. stops here. Today, yeah. I think that's Exactly. But I do think that process is really, really important as it relates to innovation. 
so, so that's great. And thank you for, for those three aspects. I think that puts, uh, you know, sort of everything that we're talking about now into context. So, so can we take that um, and that, that idea and that, that push for creativity and talk about StartPath itself and how it's structured? What does the program look like? Yeah, absolutely. So the, the program is very much tailored towards ensuring that MasterCard thinks about the outside in and that we recognize that working in partnership can be a really important capability and an important component to our innovation strategy. So StartPath is all about finding the very best startups from across the globe, finding a really solid way to engage those startups using MasterCard's reach, MasterCard's network, MasterCard's expertise to add value to those startups, and then ultimately finding ways to collaborate with those startup companies. So we've been going for six years now, and we started out with a sense that um, the startup community was incredibly important to financial services um, and commerce and all of the areas that are important to MasterCard. And we started working with startup companies. And, and really, the program that we run today has been an evolution over the last six years of understanding what works for everybody, what works for all sides of this engagement activity. So, so the program is um, uh, it's ongoing. Uh, we stand up between three and four waves of the program each year. Mm -hmm. Innovative startup companies can apply at any time. Um, we have an ongoing rolling evaluation process. And our evaluation process is a, a balance between understanding the quality of a company. So, you know, understanding how strong they are as a team and how strong their solution is, but balancing that against the strategic fit with MasterCard and all of the things that we do in the world and the ways that we could potentially work with, with that company. And then the program itself is six months in length. Um, and over the course of those six months, we look to do as much as we can with each of the companies that we engage with, both between supporting them generally in their scale to market, but also finding ways that we can work with them in a collaborative manner. So um, I'm curious if we can drill a little bit further down into the structure in terms of people, resources, and workflow. Um, I, from, the, from the MasterCard point of view, what this looks like, you know, what's going on behind the scenes to make this, this program you know, live? Yep. So one of the things that we realized early on, which has ultimately defined the way that we run the program, one of the things we realized early on is that for a large corporate organization such as MasterCard, the very best type of startup for us to work with is one that's already on a path to scale. One that is, um, has a product in market, has early customers, has some venture capital investment behind it, and is thinking about scale. And that realization has led to the way that we've structured the entire program. Uh, we realize that companies that are at that stage need a very specific set of supports and there are certain things that they don't need. So for example, one of the things we realized is, you know, a company that's raised significant seed or series A is very unlikely to move the team to a new location, to a new hot desking um, location. Um, so for us, we have ensured that the program is entirely virtual in nature, which means that a company can take part from anywhere in the globe. And that underpinning has really meant that that's, that's structured the way that we run the program, but how we run the team as well. So we have um, a global team 
uh, based out of a few locations um, around the world. Uh, so a location in Europe, one in the US, one in Asia and Singapore, and then one in um, Middle East and Africa based out of Dubai. And those teams are really focused on finding the very best companies in all regions around the globe. It means that we've worked with companies, you know, in some of the um, hotspots that you'd imagine us to work with, but we've also uncovered some gems in places that, you, that are less familiar. Um, and then the way that it works is we work in a very virtual manner. So each of the companies that participates in the program is assigned a sponsor from the core team within the, from the core start path team. That sponsor then designs a number of activities to work with that startup on over the course of six months. Um, some of those activities are purely value add to the company, but some of them are where we know that there's something tangible that we can achieve by working collaboratively together. And then we're really using that sponsor as the project manager, but also the door opener, the advisor, um, and the connector for that startup over the course of the six months. When the six months ends, the startups roll off the program, but we enter them into our hall of fame, if you like. They become part of our portfolio, and we try to keep close relationships with that portfolio over time. So constantly looking for opportunities um, for, for those companies where, where the potential arises. We've created our own sort of internal taxonomy for how we classify companies that are relevant to our world, which means that we can tap into that portfolio um, and, and work with those companies over time as well. So, so Amy, you mentioned sort of, you know, the, this focus on sort of this, this later stage, you know, startup um, was sort of, you know, the, the product of an iterative process. And um, I, I'm kind of curious though, like how, how MasterCard chose this model, like why chose, why choose this model over a different model that may include, you know, direct investing? Um, I'm just curious, you know, what role this plays, I guess, in sort of your innovation and creativity portfolio in the company? Yeah, so for us, the, the, the reason that we do it this way is driven by two key factors, I would say. The first is that we're engaging in this activity because we want to learn what's going on in the world. So we'd like to be able to um, use the StartPath team to get a very broad understanding of where startup innovation is happening, where smart money is being invested, where new trends are emerging around the globe. And that's why that kind of global approach, a single dedicated team working globally is really important. And then the second is that we want to ensure that the companies we select for the program are strategically relevant for us. So we want to ensure that we're looking for tangible opportunities to work with those companies and that we're using the six months as the mechanism to carry out that, that, that engagement. And I guess for us, what that means is that we're not taking um, a, a VC-like approach. We're not doing this simply to back winners, although we're very proud of some of the winners that we have supported, but we're not thinking in a VC manner. We're much more strategic in the approach that we're taking. Um, we have no desire to manage, you know, a large portfolio of investee companies, but instead we want to be able to work with companies where there is opportunity to collaborate. We've also recognized as we listen to the startups that we engage with, when they start talking to a large corporate organization, it's not necessarily investment that's the top of their minds either. Um, and so therefore the approach that we've taken is that rather than investing up front, you know, we'll look for ways that we can collaborate. We'll almost carry out joint business development on both sides first 
And then, of course, if there is an opportunity or a reason to invest, we'll do that. Um, and, and we take an option to participate in the next round of funding that a company is raising once they've left the program. But that, but I'd say, you know, that's a real guiding light for us, thinking about it in a much more strategic manner as opposed to a VC pure ROI manner is why we've structured the program the way we've structured it. Got it. And, and one of the attributes um, that we judged the winner of, the, of, of this award on was um, by results. Um, how, how does MasterCard, you, you mentioned like the investment results are, you know, that's taken off the table, but so what, what kind of KPIs, what kind of internal metrics do you use to judge um, the, the effectivity of this, uh, of this program? So it, it's basically on two sides. So the, the first is, are we sourcing the right companies? So are we bringing in that quality and that balance of strategic fit on the inbound? Are we able to find and attract those companies to work with us? And, you know, I think we would, as we look back over the last six years, as we've been able to demonstrate results for companies, we've seen that that's actually, um, we've become a, a, a partner of choice for companies that apply to us, which is awesome. And then on the other side, we look at the impacts of what we've been able to do with those companies. What is it that we've been able to tangibly produce with those companies? We are, as I said, also really interested in ensuring that we're learning, that we're gathering insights of what's going on around the globe generally, and that we're seeing how startup companies are responding to trends and bringing new solutions to market. So it's, it's really the balance of quality of companies, are we learning through what we're doing and are we able to, to produce tangible results through collaborations with those companies? I would say that when we think about tangible results, we try to be as flexible as we can rather than, you know, predefining what that result might be. We try to be as flexible as we can. So it's not just about running a pilot with a company that we then build into a product. It could, you know, a success for us could be uh, many, many ways of working with a company, but that's how we really measure the success. Were we able to stand something tangible up together? And in terms of your, your recruiting of, uh, and sourcing of, of new companies into the program, um, does, does, I guess, how deep does it go um, from a targeting point of view? Are you guys saying like, you know, we really view, you know, artificial intelligence to be, you know, disruptive three years from now and we really are looking for this type of company in or is it more sort of the nature of the startup environment at a given time like how do you think about um i guess are you going out to the market for any need when you look at, at the sourcing so great question and i'm sure that any corporation who talks to you about startup engagement will say that this is um it's a tough one right because mm -hmm. we want to learn through what we're seeing but equally we don't want to waste time on areas that are not, not going to bear fruit so so our sourcing approach is very much a balance we'll bring in some wild card slightly out there um companies as long as we can add value to those companies then you know that's interesting for us. We'll bring some of those in, but we also want to bring some of those near-term, more deployable solutions as well. So it's a it's a balance between the two. And really, what we're doing is we're asking companies to self-select, so to apply to us because they think that they have a fit with what Mastercard is doing and what our customer base is doing in the world. But also, increasingly, we're building out our own trusted network of partners that we work with who refer startups on to us. So we work with a lot of VCs, we work with a lot of local accelerators. We're also very fortunate that we have an incredibly global workforce 
who's super interested in fintech and startup and they refer companies on to us as well and then we'll carry out our own desk research we'll actually look at deals that are being done in areas that are of interest to us and then directly target those companies and invite them to apply and and, and we have um, you know a few buckets but we try to keep those buckets pretty broad in terms of areas so when you talk about artificial intelligence rather than actively going out and saying it's got to be an artificial intelligence company what we might say to ourselves is it'd be really nice to see a selection of companies that are introducing efficiency in some way shape or form and, well, and kind of go after that yeah. as, as a yeah exactly or somebody that's going to um, produce an impact on the back end of a financial services company um, so, so that's sort of I guess how we think about it from a, a categorization and sourcing strategy point of view so one question I want to ask you before we move into um, discuss, discussing some of the success stories in, in the portfolio, um, and, and this is something you brought up in a previous conversation I had with you, is, and, and MasterCard really is this ecosystem, this vibrant ecosystem, um, not just of startups and yourselves, but, but of banks and merchants and stuff like that. What role, I guess, does the broader ecosystem play in StartPath? So the... Uh, I mean, I've talked about us being a corporate startup engagement initiative, but actually I do see us having created an ecosystem of players, an ecosystem of partners that's much broader than just MasterCard and the startups that we engage because we've worked really hard to bring our customer base into the work of the StartPath team. Um, that's both banks and merchants and then other partners that MasterCard has around the globe. And what I think we've been able to uncover is the fact that you know, lots of the people that MasterCard works with on a daily basis recognize the importance of engaging with others, be it start startups, be it other types of partner. And they really turn to us to get our lens on what we're seeing out there. And it's this fantastic win, win, win um, situation where a startup company comes to MasterCard participates in the StartPath program because they see a relationship with MasterCard being useful, but they also get access to banks in regions that they may never have thought about um, previously. They get access to players that they might ne never otherwise have met. They don't have to bang on their, on their doors, you know, endlessly looking for the right contact. We're actually able to make some of those connections, which we're pretty proud of. And what we find is that our uh, banking partners, our merchant partners are really, really open to us making those introductions for them because we've carried out a lot of the, you know, initial diligence, the initial fit, the initial review for them. Um, so there's definitely a win on both sides, which is something that we have been delighted to see. And then, of course, actually, over the last couple of years, what we've found is that the VC community has seen that this is an incredibly valuable ecosystem as well. So we've got over 100 customers of ours that we're speaking to on a very regular basis who want to see what we're seeing. We've worked with 220 startups over the last six years that we count as our partners who are part of the portfolio. We have over 100 VCs that are tapping into us as well. And it's just this very nice curated ecosystem of folk um, who are all thinking about topics that relate to fintech, commerce, um, financial inclusion, um, and all of those fantastic and, and important topics. That's awesome. So, so can we start to talk about some of those success stories? I think that, that would be really interesting for us right now. Yeah, definitely. Delighted to. So, 
you know, we've worked with a lot of companies, so it's um, always interesting it's to, pick, to decide yeah. which ones to focus <laughs> on. Super hard to pick. And one of the things that we're pretty proud of is, you know, you start this type of activity, you don't know whether you're going to pick winners, whether you're going to pick the right sorts of uh, companies or not. It's, it's a balance of serendipity and strategy. Mm-hmm. We are excited that over the course of the last, last six years, we've got some unicorns in the portfolio. The portfolio has gone on to raise about $1.6 billion in capital post program. Just yesterday, one of our companies in the cyberspace was actually acquired. Um, so, you know, we, we think that we've been pretty good at, at finding winners, which is fantastic. And that does mean that we've got some solid case studies as well. When we think about the case studies, you know, for us, like a lot of other corporates, we're really excited when we see startups that come through the program who then go on to consume some of our assets. Mm-hmm. So, of course, we've got companies that have become customers of ours. And I, you know, if I, if I think around the globe, we have Civico in Colombia. We have Rails Bank out of Europe. We have Revolut, who everybody knows. There's a bunch of companies that have come through the program who've gone on to issue cards, and that's um, a, a quite an obvious sort of result for us. But it's definitely um, only one of the results that we're focused on. There are there are other companies that we're in, we're super proud of the collaborations that we've been able to develop together. And maybe I'll just take a moment to go into a couple of those to give um, give you some some flavour of the things that have been possible. Please do. So so one of those. Ex- one of those examples would be uh, one of the trends that we, along with everybody in financial services, has been tracking super closely over the past couple of years is open banking, mm-hmm. um, particularly in Europe, being head of the charge there with PSD2 regulation coming in. Um, it, it's a super hot topic. It's a really interesting space. Um, and we've been interested in the new companies that are going to um, take advantage of open banking. But we as MasterCard have also brought our own open banking solutions to market to support some of our more traditional customers in, in, as they move into an open banking world. And there's a startup company based out of the UK called Consensus who, as a result of them coming through the Start Path program, we've been able to forge a really close relationship with them. And actually, we've created a joint go-to-market approach um, with their solution tied to some of our own open banking um, 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 products and solutions. So Consensus is very much focused on the fraud part of open banking, which people don't think about um, too much. But this is when you know, you're know you letting people, as, a, as a, a traditional organization, you're letting people access your APIs and getting access to that data because you're required to but how do you know that those third-party providers who who are able to do that are um, not fraudulent and consensus has developed a really interesting and novel approach to that and so we're delighted that having them as part of the start path program has enabled us to work closely with them and go to market together so that's a a super example of of kind of joint go to market that's one example i'd give um, another example, will I, I'll just keep going, shall I? Please, yes, I'd like to hear. Yeah, yeah. So, so another super example, if we go across the water, closer to home for you, Zach, would be, um, and actually closer to home to, uh, for us, because it's much, much closer to the payments piece, a US company called Goodworld. So we met Dale, um, a fantastic female founder. That's a big priority for us as well, is female-founded fintech is um, massively important. We truly believe that diverse founding teams in any product build are incredibly important. And we've been working with Dale um, and her company, Goodworld, for over a year now. And they are tackling the space of donations, so payments for the purposes of providing donations to charities. And we've 
stood up a fantastic collaboration with Goodworld and part of MasterCard, which we call our strategic growth um, business, which is focused on how we partner with new types of player. Um, and we have our own uh, approach to donations and, and, and working in partnership with Goodworld. We've created a, a joint approach to making donations as seamless as possible for the donor in order that the money can much easily and, and more smoothly and frictionlessly get to the charity at the end of the day. And we um, were able to launch with Goodworld just at the end of last um, last year, 2019, with a solution that we're bringing to market together as well. So another solid case study, very, very different use case, but something that we're super proud of as a result of the Start Path program. Um, and then perhaps one, one final one, which I would mention, you know, taking us to a different part of the world is from um, Asia Pacific. We've been working with uh, an Indian startup company called Sainzi, and Sainzi is using artificial intelligence to smooth and make easy the onboarding process. So everybody is thinking about identity, digital identities, and how do we verify that people are who they say they are. It's a big issue in the world of financial services, as, as banks have to onboard customers. Um, it extends beyond financial services, obviously, but we've been working super closely with Sainzi and their solution for onboarding um, to make sure that we can bundle some of our own assets and Sainzi's assets together and meet the needs of our customers. So we're taking Sainzi right into the hands of our traditional customers who've expressed to us that this is a need that they're looking to solve for. Um, and, and we're working closely with the Sainzi team to solve that problem that our existing customers have. So just three examples there from different corners of the globe, but hopefully that kind of paints a picture of the ways that we've been able to really tangibly collaborate and go to market with some of the companies that we've brought through the program. It definitely does. And I, I appreciate you sharing those with us. Um, what about this year? I mean, we're right fresh into 2020. Um, what are your goals for the program? Is it, is it just doing what you've been doing and doing it better, bigger, more globally? Like what, what, what are your biggest priorities this year? Yep, so um, really excited to start 2020 with a bang, just back in the office this week. The goals for this year for us are definitely to do more. Um, we're really, really focused on fintech as a sector for MasterCard. We recognize that the fin fintechs are incredibly important partners for us. We're delighted to have been the partner of choice for a lot of fintechs globally. We want to deepen that and go further, um, ensuring that we become the best we possibly can be and how we partner with new companies. Um, we're definitely focused on ensuring that our internal processes are optimized as much as they can be to make this um, open innovation and collaborative way of working, you know, really, really seamless to be able to do more and to do more faster, I think. And then, you know, for us, one of the things that's really important for us is that diversity piece. So increasingly, we are looking to ensure that we evaluate companies for their diverse founding teams. And we want to make sure that we're going further to reach into new territories, emerging markets, places that we haven't been able to reach so far with the work that we've been doing to find those nuggets of gold, those startups that we can collaborate with, um, with our wide ranging network of, of MasterCard partners across the globe. So yeah, I think to encapsulate 2020 for us, it, it's more and better. Okay, so small goals, right? Yeah. <laughs> Amy, it's, it's been great to talk to you again. It's great to have you on the podcast. And um, I'm really happy that we could acknowledge your work, um, MasterCard's work, and StartPath program's work 
uh, in running the best innovation program for 2020. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you so much, Zach.